about to be a completely unreliable asshole. Tim, hello. Ryan. Hi. Is that you? It's me. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you in so long. It's so nice to have you here in my closet again. It's so nice to have you here in my place where Weird. I'm sitting on my floor. Oh, cool. Tim and I are FaceTiming per the previous however many episodes, Safe in Quarantine, where, uh, oh, wow, if, if you're listening to this far in the future, so, so how <laughs> how this all turn out? You want to let us know? <laughs> um, yeah, really. Yeah, well, you are listening to here, whether you're from the future or the present or the past, um, <laughs> this is Dismembering Horror. <laughs> Welcome to Dismembering Horror. This is the podcast show where myself, Ryan McDuffie, and myself, Tim Aslan, we dismember a horror film every week. We talk about what worked for us, what did not work for us, and anything we found interesting or noteworthy. All in the quest and search for seeing horror films that we feel like we should see, knowing that part of the journey is just going through a lot of movies. Part of the fun of the discovery is going <laughs> through a lot of movies. Yeah. And um, all in the spirit of, too, kind of like if you're just getting together with a bud a horror movie, bud, watching a horror movie, and you want to digest it afterwards, catalog it, have, I don't know, horror's fun to, to do exactly that with, especially. Um, and so this is very done in the, the spirit of that. So this is kind of a private gone public conversation where it is a safe space for us to speak freely as to what did not work for us, which uh, this being a public record sometimes feels weird. Us being filmmakers always feels weird to put down other films and filmmakers. But hey, I mean, as I said, we're just we just watched a horror movie together and we want to be like, oh, I hated that because that's fun. So, yes, we're here for... F Specifically the I hated it part. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, it's fun. We're here for fun. Uh, forgive us. We're, we're in our safe space. Thank you for being here with us. That's it. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I just stopped and was looking at Tim. Everybody um, just shut it off right there. And so we've made it all the way to episode 90. That's true. Of Dismembering Horror. And believe it. Yeah, you know, I can't it's, I, I, I can't believe how quickly it's gotten here. If I, I guess that's what you meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about today a Korean horror film called The Mimic with the Korean title Jing Sung Byom. You know, that's like my phonetic reading of it. Um, don't actually don't know exactly what that means. But yeah, The Mimic from 2017, released August 2017 in Korea. Mm. And it is actually, Tim, I'm sure you discovered this uh, in your, in your, I don't know, looking up about the film. But we've covered the writer-director's other film in a previous episode on Hide and Seek. Which, uh, if I had known that, I would have been less apt to want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I, I don't know about you, Tim, but did, wait, did, did you know that that no. is the same filmmaker? No. Can you see it now? 
Yeah, I I mean I liked hide and seek more. I think. Yeah, yeah. I there, but yeah, I see it. They they've got some similar, I guess problems, problems yeah. <laughs> or just yeah. similarities in the things that I found kind of problematic. I guess I don't know. Yeah, ditto. I mean, I just I don't know for all the reasons I can all all possible reasons I can see how it's the same yeah. filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Huh. Uh, but pretty recent too, 2017. Anyway, so yeah, we'll watch the trailer for it now and then get into more of our discussion. All right, The Mimic. All right, well, Tim, per our rating system, would well, Ryan, which is we would tell ourselves, what would we tell ourselves? Would we tell ourselves to avoid it, stream it, rent it, or buy it? Tim, do you want to go first or shall I? I can go first. All right. So what would you tell yourself to do regarding <laughs> seeing this film? Well, now I'm, you know, I'm so influenced by my deep dive into uh, calculating how many avoids, streams, rents, and buys we've had in these 89 episodes. That doesn't matter. Don't wait your average. <laughs> intentionally um no i won't but my instinct was that i would rent this initially because like i didn't hate it (laughs) that's a weird reason but there were things i liked about it but ultimately i just don't think i would pay money for it you know, like it didn't, I think I was thinking during it, I was like, oh, I'm into some of this stuff. Yeah, I'd rent this. And then it ended and I think I'm just a stream, which is like, per what I was just saying, it seems to be, I my default is just to stream everything. But whatever. I mean, it's, it is it's what fair. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's stream it, you know. Yeah. Um, this just one quite rise to a rent for me. This one, I think, okay, if, if, if this is us telling ourselves, like, our, our, again, our future selves telling our current selves, like, okay, what should you do? I just, like... Wouldn't it be our, wouldn't it be our current selves telling our past selves not to watch a thing or to yes. watch a thing? So future meaning in relation if we are our past selves. Oh, um, man. <laughs> no, what I would tell myself is, this is exactly what I'd tell myself. I'd say, Ryan, you d- won't like this to the point of where you should just avoid it. But because I know you so well, Ryan, there and if I tell you some of the cool things about it, and because it's a Korean horror movie, curiosity is going to get the best of you, which it always does, Ryan. That's why you'll always see the Jurassic World sequels. Um <laughs> 
I, that just just go ahead and stream it, but you're gonna regret <laughs> it. You're just gonna wish you were watching something else the whole time. But because I know you, Ryan, just stream it. So yeah, barely oh, barely squeezes by with a stream it. Um, wow, because so you were that close to an avoid. Well, well yeah, because wow. what I realized, I've I think I've said this before, but it just hit me more. Maybe for I probably said this during his other movie, which <laughs> was. Just that more than like bad, quote unquote, what I hate is generic and middling. I just am not engaged at all. And like, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. every aspect of this, like we all we'll get into it, but like always listen to the music to hear what the film and filmmaking is doing. This music was just like, just so vanilla, so generic, so forgettable. And it's just like perfectly. I have no memory of the music whatsoever. Exactly. Perfectly, which can also be a good thing. Sure. You know, as far as, oh, wow, it just was feeling affected by it without noticing it. But just, it felt, I don't know, just that kind of almost just stock music kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, whatever kind of music goes with a jump scare movie, which is what this ultimately was. Um, yeah, I but, guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have more when we get into what did not work more. Just kind of, I think grand, to, to grand your statements. point, saying that you know, sort of like what you can't stand is middling. What I can't stand is, um, how what would you call that? Uh, 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 when it uh, something that just is is a mess, like when it's disconnected, and or or when it's just throw everything in the pot and hope well, that, it turns out. I guess that is a version of middling in a way. It's like yeah, you but, didn't choose a thing. <laughs> Even that though is exactly in the end what this ended up being for me. Cause I was starting to write like things that I liked about it. And then as I was doing it, I was like, wait, why was this? What did this have to do with any, how are these connected? Why did it? Right. Oh, that's like, my big, yeah, that's my biggest issue. That's really what makes it a stream where I'm just like, no. Yeah. But it didn't make it didn't make me want to tell myself to not watch it. Like I was fine watching it. I would just rather be watching another movie. That was all I was feeling during That's it. Was every like... movie right now for me currently? <laughs> like everything I put on, I'm like, this isn't that great. I'd rather yeah. be watching something great. Is there anything great for me to watch? No. Well, it's like I would rather <laughs> rewatch one of the biots that I've said. The yeah. more times sure. you've watched this, the better film, you know, just it's good to just instill this movie in you. Like repeat yeah. viewings hold up. I mean, I'll be I'll keep referencing during this episode, you know, one that in horror circles and we've referenced a lot too. Um uh horror circles referenced um The Wailing. Sure. You know, other Korean movie uh, yeah, I'll really specifically get into it. Um, how I was couldn't help but compare it the yeah. two. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Tim, because you're so good at it, <laughs> oh, God. would I'd love to hear you give a summary of this film, a brief summary. Okay. What's the wanna... real? What's the real story here? There's a tiger and it kills everybody. That's the story. It's a ghost spirit monster tiger. Right. There you go. The end. Um, no. So, okay. So a family of four consisting of a grandmother who has sort of dementia-y qualities, um, husband and wife. It's the husband's mom. 
husband and wife and their daughter move to the country. And we learn that the they've lost a son in in the in the city where they're coming from. Part of why they moved, I think, sort of, right? Like uh, to kind of get away from the memory of that. I don't know, Tim. I'm okay. I, a question I had for you for me helping to understand the, <laughs> okay. the, what was going on in the movie. Because, uh, but part of it, a big. I look at the summary as if you didn't watch it, you know. Of course, there's that function, but more so, we hope you watched it, and so this is just cluing you in into what the heck we made of it. Yeah. But what my Tim, what <laughs> at the beginning? So oh, they dude, hit. Don't even a don't dog. even worry about the beginning. What? Why? So so they were capturing a person like in their trunk. They they killed no. like what? Uh, it's a mess. It is a mess. Okay. I, I think we sh- it, d- don't get distracted from okay. the, the summary. This is the story. Just I just thought it might have been pertinent, pertinent because when you were it. talking I'll about. get to it. Okay. 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 So family moves to the countryside. They've lost a son. So the mom is, uh, they're all grieving to some degree, but the mom is sort of taking it the hardest. And um, they end up near a cave. Their, their property is near a cave. And the cave has a history of being kind of creepy and haunted. And it's been bricked in, which is creepy. Um, and they get led there by a couple of kids who have lost their dog. They're looking for their dog. And uh, the kids have had an experience by the cave where they felt like there was somebody in, like on the other side of the bricked in part. So the, the parents go to check it out and you know, it's creepy and weird and whatever. And, uh, two, two big things happen. This is a mess, but two big things happen. One, they find a woman in the cave. That's big deal. And she dies. And two, they find a little girl in the woods. So let's forget about the cave for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The movie then becomes a movie about the mom taking in this little girl because she's still sort of grieving over the loss of her son. She feels this like draw to like protect this lost child. So and so she takes her in 25 minutes into the movie. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and then the rest of the movie is just kind of a like... Uh, I don't even know. It's kind of a, a meandering thing of just it's weird and vague and you learn about the lore of the cave and, and this this tiger spirit folklore. Well, and... clearly there's the idea that we've had set up to this idea of a mimic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that... part, yeah, so part and of it, the... It's the little girl, rapper, the, the right. little girl who they rescue is like an almost like near twin to their little girl and starts saying her name is their daughter's name. Exactly. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, so the, the new daughter starts essentially imitating the current daughter, the actual daughter. (laughs) And who, who, by the way, we never get to know. So it's a little, whatever it's disconnected. And then, um, we kind of go down this pathway of it's just it's just causing friction with it within the family unit. We learn that the grandmother is actually the person who kind of lost their son 
Um, but it's the mom's fault anyway, because she left the son with a grandmother who has dementia in the middle of a mall. It's right. like, don't do that. Anyway. That's a kind of a recurring uh, thing in his films. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, completely Stop leaving kids by themselves. <laughs> yeah, incompetent <Stop> parents. <laughs> um, I wonder if he was left by a parent when he was a kid. Maybe that's what where this is all coming from. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, at a certain point, we the 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 wife and the, the husband have some pretty big blow ups with each other, and the wife fig- finds out through a local that the cave has this folklore about it, and the mimic, and the tiger, and the you know whatever, and it, and then the voices from the cave or from the spirit start drawing people away. So first, it's the grandmother, then it's the husband, then it's the daughter. Uh. Sorry, is it the real daughter or the fake daughter? I don't know. Wait, you Shit, can't you can't remember. draw someone away f- from wait, the house. Can... Okay, okay. Sorry, draw them away from the house to the cave. Got it. And oh, and another thing is the 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 tiger spirit sucks away your chi and makes you not be able to see very well. <laughs> I feel like the summary is, oh, and then by the way, there's this, there's this, and this, and this. That's essentially it. (laughs) Yeah. And so then they get trapped in the cave, and the tiger spirit who who had uh, taken over a, a, oh my God, this is such a mess. But the tiger spirit, like 20 years earlier, had taken over a local who had a daughter, who turns out that daughter is the daughter that was lost in the woods, but she never aged because she's just sort of a manifestation of the the spirit in a in a purer form or some shit. And then it's a fucking mess. And then uh so they get so then the spirit manifests in the form of this this former local who was like a butcher or something like that. And he's like crazed and like he's trying to attack them and then it we don't really know what his issue is but also mirrors don't look in mirrors and put tape over them and yes. then they get and then they get out the end yep mirrors because of course mimics mirrors tigers um yeah. uh uh juan voice throwing yeah um goblin-y character guys spirits got I mean, it it's all. a me- it's a mess <laughs> police uh, investigation sure we yeah. have that whole thing going on on the side too yeah, that, of course God, that trope is just brutal the trope right. of like the detective i'm on to something right but unless, i figured it out a little late and now i'm gonna die for it unless you use it well or different or interestingly right. like the whaling right um okay tim enough of that Sorry, Let's... that was a mess, but it's really hard to summarize a movie that is just so all over the place. <laughs> I tip my hat to you, nonetheless, Tim. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Good job. Let's let's figure out. First, we like to keep things, not keep things. We like to start being positive. So we're going to talk about what <laughs> We like to worked. start positive and end negative. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, first section what worked? What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? It worked like a charm, Smith. What worked? 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 What worked?
So the, the, I mean, as I said, like there are the things in it that I know it, if I were to hear were in it, I would like get curious enough to see it. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, um, you know, mythic lore, tiger, demon, ghost, mimic creature. Let's lives just in a start cave. with that because that thing is actually really cool. The the root of this idea to make this story is yes. really cool. The and root so, of it. Yeah. So it's based on. Um, oh shit. Where, where did I put it? Um, so it's based on this folklore about a tiger that lives in this particular area of, um, this is in Busan, right? Busan. Yeah. Uh, this lore comes from the Busan area and it's basically about a, essentially a white tiger that lives in the forest or whatever. None of this and, is in the movie. Sorry. What? Sorry. As I said, none of this is actually in the movie. No, no, like, no. There's this no is literal what the movie white was tiger. Sort of the, the germ of the idea for the movie came from this folklore. So I forget what the tiger's called, but whatever. The Jang Sang. Sorry, I was going to save this all for, for things of note. But I, I think I, it's I, important. I cut it's important. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the tiger... Is the lore is that this tiger has the ability to make moaning sounds that sound sort of like a woman crying, and it draws people in. So there, there's where you get this mimic idea, right? That it's mimicking the voices, or the voice of a woman that draws in humans as prey, and then it, it attacks them and gets them. That's it. That's a but that is a cool thing, and so going from that idea that that you know premise of lore or whatever you want to call it i think is really interesting and is almost in this movie like it's in there but like they they do all sorts of stuff with it but at its root this idea of like a entity using your like what makes you feel like compassion or uh, a desire to protect or a desire to like help to pull you in and attack you is pretty fucked up and insidious and like intense. Well, and it's kind I, of I love the psychology of that. Yeah. It's kind of, for me felt like that fear distilled of like, if someone starts copying you, everything you do and you, you just feel like you get instantly riled up. You feel like <laughs> sure. your sense, your sense of identity is just like completely stripped from you kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and you so, can't reason with them, which is yeah. always very upsetting. So it was cool to see like that. Yeah, and there were, there were good moments that played off of that, that fear of just like this thing is a blank slate that takes on what, right. That only exists and takes on whatever I do. And then that played off in like a fun moment in the end cave where it's like the little girl that they find who is, I don't know what she is, if she's a ghost or a mimic or what. But anyway, she she tells our heroine, the mother, don't make any sound you know, don't, don't do anything. It's going to call out to you. Don't give it right. anything to work with. And of course, you know, it gets to her when it starts mimicking her child. And then as soon as she calls out to it, we're just like, Oh no, she spoke to it. Yeah. So those, you know, that, that is a fun conceit and yeah, distilled that fear. Well, yeah. And so I think taking that just for what it is like that worked for me just as a concept 
you know, and there are moments when it's playing, you know, in favor of the otherwise very messy story. Yeah. But they're just moments. So it's, it doesn't quite get there, but, but, but I like, I like the sort of where it's coming from. Well, that's what I said. Aspects yeah. of this worked for me, and that overriding one was cool. And yeah. then the only other one I can really wow. think st- stood out to me as far <laughs> as more like horror aspects was um, this the, the mirror thing. I don't know. I I guess it's tied because of mirrors and mimics and doubles. But for whatever reason, there's this mirror stuff going on, and it was visually cool yeah. and aurally intense with the pounding sure. like from the inside of the mirror it, it was cool it kind of looks like um if you're you know like if you're at a one-way mirror and you know right. someone comes super close to the side on the other side of you you can see through like it looked like that yep but I, I, it was, I thought that was yeah cool. that was neat um there were, to... there were a handful of sort of visual fun things that i i liked like i liked the look of the 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 dad not the dad I, well the former dad entity who is the tiger like i liked his whole look um <laughs> and his whole demeanor and like him as a yeah. mon- as a monster was cool he looked like a an evil thunder cat or someone from the new movie cats <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, exactly uh actually th- there was one more you know horror aspect i did think was cool be, but i'm just like a total sucker for it because it's it's basically just the ju thing of like sure. the boy opening his mouth and a cat sound coming out but it was <laughs> fun like you had the 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 demon dude form in dude form like making dog noises that was neat um and then oh, you know yeah. when when the little yeah when the, he starts barking i'm like just like oh cool and then the little girl um you know, speaking with the adult voice, yeah. all, of the, all of that just, it's, that's cool stuff. It's neat. Yeah. Um, I like the, although it makes no sense, <laughs> but like at a certain point he is able to like manifest or like, how did you describe this? He can put his arm through a window and it becomes like liquid the window became liquid same with the mirror like when he comes out <laughs> of the mirrors he can oh, like oh yeah he can no, like that, move through that temporal space or no, whatever you would that, call it and that was pretty neat because then there was that one part where it was like he was a black slime monster like yeah. grabbing her and taking her in i like that part yeah and, the, and like when they're in the cave there happens to be a mirror on the ground at one point and he like reaches through it and grabs her um although later there's a entire room in the cave full of mirrors that he can't get out of so who knows um but then he does but then he can't it's very it's confusing but the effect of that where he like reaches through the mirror and like holds her from behind yeah that shit's cool like that's a cool there's a actually an idea that i've been you know rattling around in my brain for a while about i may have mentioned this before about all of the screens black screens that we have in our lives now and yeah. i i i want to make a thing where you see like that is the um that's the pathway or the 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 portal for an, an entity to come through mm-hmm. any black screen cuz there's so many in our lives now um that like that's where you would start seeing it, it had that element to it where i just think that's a really cool thing to like 
come through these these planes. Um, there was, I think, some good moments. I mean, there's the watching a little girl cry like all the time is upsetting. I would say, yeah, both of the little girls and like all the acting overall were totally yeah. solid. Yeah, the I think the highlight maybe for me was the actual fight where the dad who's super reserved and kind of like quiet and measured the whole time he finally blows up and he his performance in that moment is fucking really good yeah <laughs> absolutely and i and i felt see this is a thing like the 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 setup sort of the structure of this family in in the setup is just it's just so rife for good drama this idea that you've got like just the idea that you the guilt you feel for leaving your kid with your mother-in-law who should not and cannot do that job and then laying that guilt, having that personal guilt, and then trying to avoid it personally and put it on anything else you can. She puts it on the husband. She puts it on the mom. Like, it's it's such a good family dynamic for, like, to me, that's, that's awesome shit to deal with. And, like, seeing him deal with it from his angle, it's like, it's his mom, man. You yeah. know, like he feels guilt over it too. Also, it was his son. You know, like there's all this, it's just percolating all the time of like, it's about to blow. And I love all that. Like that's such a good construct for a story. And so when it boiled over, I felt it. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking in this. But it lives in a world, in a movie that has all sorts of other shit going on that doesn't quite feel connected. The only thing I could say is that feeling of the mom needing to take care of this lost child. I get it. Right? Like, it's very much a one-to-one, right? Like, yeah. she misses her lost child. She found a lost child. She wants to protect it. Cool. Great. And, and I'm cool with that, too. So, other than that, the only thing I really liked was the visuals and the setting. I just think it is in a very, very cool-looking environment. I think the house architecture is really cool. I think the cave externally is really cool. I think the forest is really cool. All of that and the and the filming of that, I really, really liked. I mean, I always appreciate idiosyncratic um, locations or uh, or um, professions. You know that crossover mm-hmm. where it was. It's kind of it makes you go, oh okay kind of weird but at the same time i like it it's cool and um, as far as it's like a a dog shelter that i got like out in the forest is there is there business (laughs) i guess so yeah (laughs) yeah um i like that and then um it picked up for me a little bit when they finally when she finally let the girl in um, it just, you know, then it was like, oh, is it, is this gotten to the fun of like, there's this double here. She's mimicking the daughter. Mm-hmm. Just got that, that mm-hmm. kind of fun, you know, yeah, creepy, the, creepy the, stuff. The, yeah. The creep factor and the, ooh, where's this going to go? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's honestly what kept me in it. Kind of feeling like we were going to get something good. 
<laughs> the middle of the movie is actually pretty good. Yeah. Albeit a mess. It's still got some stuff where you're going, ooh, what, you know, mystery. Where's it going? What's going to happen? Like when the mom flips the fuck out. I have that down here, too. That was dude, another thing I enjoyed. That scene is awesome. Because it's, it's fun. You get like she's just she's seeing there's something not right with this little girl. She knows something's up with it. So she just goes after her with a knife and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, all that stuff, like, I think that's a really, that's a really fun um, field to till. Yeah. Is that how you would say it? Sure. <laughs> the mom, because, I'm sorry, the grandmother is kind of a, it's such an interesting character. It's so, She's got, like, it leaves a bunch of sort of open-ended questions for us. For example... We know that the grandmother doesn't really talk and sort of is, you know, I don't know, not an invalid, but we know that there's something up with her and we don't know what initially. Um, But then we like we just think, OK, she's old and she's she's you know, she's got her meds and she's got some she's got some stuff going on. But then when we learn that she is the person who effectively lost the son to me, it creates this really interesting question of chicken and egg. What Did she unravel mentally before she lost the son? Or did that moment sort of define her unraveling? You know, maybe she was like holding it together and had a, a lapse. And that's why the son lost. But then the guilt and the and the like horror of being the person who lost the son that's it. That was it. She just clammed up and her brain just went, Whoop, no more. I didn't make it far enough in my caring about it to <laughs> well, think about those things. Here's what made me think of it is that when she has her flip out, it's, it is also a question of, wait a minute, how, how much does her, she really know what's going on? Right? Like, it made me go, well, wait, maybe this whole time she's just been in a self-imposed punishment, but she's aware of everything and she's seen the reality of the world. Like, yeah, no, it, it definitely feels like she's this, this affected her. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think all of that, those questions that it sort of brings up of like our mental capacity and like our personal punishment for the th- the wrongs that we feel like we've done, t- you know, in the world and like how all of that affects us psychologically. And like when we have moments of, um, you know, clarity and when we don't things like that, I think are really interesting. And you could, because this movie is sort of predicated on this idea of deception and like, uh, well, the mimic part of, of, you know, you're hearing voices, what's real, what's not real. That's all a part of mental, you know, you can put that in a realm of our mental states and like how we're doing, <laughs> you know, like if you want to push it all the way to schizophrenia, you can. And that that could be a, something interesting to explore just from a sort of a thematic point of view of like the, the implications of that. Um so that's all to say that's 
potentially interesting stuff and it got me it got me thinking during the movie of like ooh where is this going to go and i i think even though it didn't pay off or it didn't go into a place that i thought was worthwhile getting to a place where you can get the audience to start thinking about those things is a good step in in the process like you're you're kind of pointing in the right direction it didn't pay off in this case but like at least they got there <laughs> i mean kind at, of at least they got there for you i right right <laughs> my yeah. my mind was elsewhere um, yeah so i I'll liked end, all that but i'll end what i have with a backhanded compliment that there were maybe like two or three cool shots and that's even stretching it they weren't even that cool at that <laughs> so that was that was that was not even a backhanded comp i mean yeah. i don't know usually i when i'm just searching i don't know yeah sorry the mimic um and then here's my last thing to to bring it back all back around so the opening scene is fucked up and cool and like what's going on so the opening scene is a couple in a car frantically driving through the woods and they hit a dog which is a great moment i actually was like woo i mean not that i like them hitting a dog but the way that they film so usually you know like typically you see in that moment when 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 You've got a scene where people are driving and they're arguing and then they hit something, you know, something gets jumps out into the road, whether it's a deer or a person or whatever. Typically, you get a shot, a POV shot from inside of the car down the street and you see what you're going to hit for a few frames. You know, usually it's like seven frames or something like that. They don't do that, which then makes you go, what did they hit? They don't show it at all. They just show you hear reactions. It. You hear it, right. And there's like a shot, a very, very quick shot of something hitting the windshield, but you you have no idea what it could be. Don't um, they say like, oh, watch inside. out for the dog? Or is that only afterwards? Because I remember knowing they hit a dog when it happened because I think you hear it bark and you see like fur against the windshield. Sure. I guess. I don't remember them mentioning it. No, but but I see your point as far as they just avoided that classic shot of it's like there's the ghost man standing in there or the deer or right, whatever right. it is standing in the and, middle of the road. And then, yeah, and, and I think that gave a, a nice little sort of mystery to it. I, I was sort of like, oh, it's a dog, whatever, right? No, like. I, I agree. I liked that intro sequence. Like it started off with the cool energy of just the, the freneticism of mm -hmm. driving around. And then, and then it gets to, yeah, after they, he puts the, he takes the dog's body and then goes to the trunk to put it in the trunk. And she's like, what are you doing? And we see there's a, a another, there's a human body or someone tied up in the it, trunk it, already. It, it is, it, correct me if I'm wrong. And I hope this doesn't seem like me just being ignorant and racist inadvertently. It's the, it's the same woman. It's his wife who he's talking to in the front seat. I don't know. I, I, I think, I really think that that's the same person. No, once that scene ended, I, what you, who was who was not imprinted in my memory. And I just completely forgot about the scene. It, if, it, the, the scene added up to nothing for me. Well, that's true. But the scene itself. I didn't get it. I thought was. It was like laying groundwork potentially for something really cool that never happened. Because here's what I thought was happening in the scene. Because the movie is called The Mimic, 
uh, my impression was this couple is trying to get back to the cave where they know that the source of this other woman that's in the trunk, who is a double of his wife, came from. That they know that they, in order to get rid of this double, this mimic that showed up and has been impersonating or whatever his wife, they have to get back to the cave. That's what I thought this movie was going to be based on that opening scene. And so they kill that woman or try to kill that woman and then put her in the cave and seal it up. And that's the that's the movie. Like, that's what we're going to we're going to see that get reopened and then see the quote unquote mimic entity do that with somebody else like so when the family finds the cave and the woman that got put in there is in there but she like comes out and then she dies i was like cool she's now touched or seen a human that the entity can then create a new double of and that's where we're going to go with this movie. But they go somewhere totally different. But that opening scene, I thought that's what we were going to get. And I was pumped for it. Well, sorry. <laughs> Don't so, tell you. <laughs> that, I, I guess that's my way of saying almost? Like it worked for me almost? No, you mean isolated unto itself it worked for you? Yes. Opening. Great. Yes. Tim, can we please move on? I just got to... It's, I really didn't like this movie. Great. Let's hear about it. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Here we go. What did not work? It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. What did not work? <laughs> okay. So... You just kind of got to just just hear me out here. I got to elaborate a bit on like the generic middling thing because like I'm trying to figure out what I mean by that, what that is for me. It's like trying to figure out why like nothing has any weight for me at all in this. Like nothing. I I don't feel stakes at, at any given point. I'm just totally disengaged like the whole time, unless it is just a cool, fun horror imagery unto itself thing. So like I was thinking of how for 2000 maniacs, which you and I both really enjoyed and gave solid rents to, um, like you said, you started off saying, even though, you know, you liked it that much, you start off saying, well, it's the filmmaking. It is a bad movie. I can't say the filmmaking's good, but here for me, it's like, give me that, any you know any day over this where like this feels like you're watching a car commercial like completely <laughs> like there's no there's no depth weight it doesn't feel like it feels like a like a factory made it or something yeah. Yeah. you know and 2000 maniacs you feel like the spirit of it you feel this individuality you feel perspective mm -hmm. you feel like it's made by like a person who thinks about the world, you know, yeah. I, this just felt like ideas just kind of thrown up there and then, uh, and then just combined with, all right, here's some jump scare. Here's some cool ideas that we just are throwing in like, like, um, like insidious four or whatever we watch where like, I really sort it in those kinds of movies where it's like, there's a lot of cool ideas in it, but the wrapping is just completely, not engaging. And like I already mentioned, the music is kind of indicative right. of that. 
And then like the filmmaking itself, all the shots, like it all adds up to no atmosphere at all. Well, I think I would say that the maybe one of the root or the roots of that feeling and, and the problem is that the movie doesn't have any rules to the story, right? Like there's – it's constantly – changing and not defined and so when that's true as a director you have nothing to hold on to to frame literally and figuratively a shot because you don't know what the rules are there are no rules right like the the entity is a little girl but also this this tiger guy and you know the entity the little girl is a foil for her son, but is mimicking her daughter. Who? Why? Like, there. It's so disjointed. There's nothing to hang on to. Well, and that's if you what had, I... it's just confusing. And it's like if your story is that confusing and that disconnected to any sort of like thematic through lines that are really like concrete. How the fuck are you gonna make that? interesting visually and and like cohesive visually well what i'm really interested in always exploring that kind of question that's hard to answer is well when what can that connection be to or be about in a way than that where you just it all feels like it does click like i'm okay like i said i was going to do to compare it to the whaling you got all these different ideas of ghosts and possessions and stuff going on but it all somehow feels like related to this larger unknown or mystery yeah but or you have it very has some well defined point of view in the whaling exactly like, we're point following of view. that dude and we're with him yeah. Full force. We're with him. We're seeing the world through his eyes. So that's I think that's the yeah. rules. The rules are his rules. Subjectivity. He's making them up. Yeah. Subject subjectivity is really important when you're kind of I don't know in something where you're confronted with the supernatural and you you want this is that differentiation I'm interested. When are unknowns, whys, and questions a good thing, and mm -hmm. when are they just a distracting, take you out of it thing? When you know what they are. <laughs> what are the unknowns but you don't like the whaling you don't know like in the no, end no. was when that a ghost was that when not the director knows what they are <laughs> i think no okay here's and this <laughs> is where i get into that question deeper i think the director like yeah that's a lot of things a lot of the ways you break it down you say okay the director knows and then it's you keep taking it away until it's the mystery but at the same time i i think this it comes down to for me is like when in the the movie, it doesn't have any kind of sense of mystery or awe or wonder about the unknown, like no sense of discovery to it. It's just by the beat. It feels like this is what a horror movie is. It's because it's sure. I've seen it before and I think this is what they are. Like that sense of mystery, awe, wonder. I feel like, I don't know, maybe you feel it when the filmmaker has it. Like, because I can see in another movie where it's like, you know, if let's say the end beat, is um okay is it real or is it not real whatever the i feel like the filmmaker can be like i don't know either and that is the mystery i am interested in that's but that's knowing it's knowing you don't know and and having an opinion yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's that's important <laughs> totally <laughs> to be like i'm making a choice 
to not know what's going on in this moment. Yeah. And that yeah. informs how you depict that moment because you're making that conceit as the filmmaker. Right. Right. Here's a here's a really basic example. Why do they ha- why do they run a dog pen? Uh what do you call that? A uh, kennel. Shelter? Yeah. Why why? What is that what how is that related to this story in any way? Yeah. It's is it? You know what I mean? Like if you have to think that hard and reach that far to make a connection, like what does it say about the characters? Does it say anything that helps us understand them or their worldview or their situation? Even if it had been cats, that would have been closer to like the idea of a tiger than sure. maybe could have been explored. I don't know. Sure. But all it seems like they just arbitrarily made a decision. And don't get me wrong. I think arbitrary's are very important sometimes in movies, in stories, whatever. Well, sometimes they can and, be like, it just feels right. It feels connected. I don't know how, you know? Right. But like if, let's say, let's get, you know, you can dramaturgically reach really hard and say, okay, the dogs that live, that are being taken care of by the family are representative of and uh, caged animals and that's a theme in this that the mm. caged animal needs you know needs care but also wants to be set free and i'm just like or stop something. stop it's like it exactly. just doesn't <laughs> it's it's too it's too whatever it's like i don't want to sit in that fucking classroom where the teacher's trying to make that connection yeah you know because yeah, it, it doesn't annoying, make it and it doesn't it, do anything it's just like okay just because everything is deep on some level doesn't make it like, I don't know, interestingly deep or relevant. Right. I mean, part of me felt like it just was a reason to have another house that or a structure that they could run to and lock themselves in. <laughs> right. But it could yeah. have been anything then. And oh, so then maybe it's so that we can have the shots of the little girl in the cage. Which they did. Yeah. Okay. But well, why? Like, what does that give us? What does that tell us? What does that provide in terms of us relating to these people, visually or otherwise? And so it I mean, just feels like it's, again, it's so disconnected from anything, from itself. That so what do you do? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to, br- to bring back what I kind of uh, – re- a place I reached earlier where I said, like, all that kind of generic style adds – adds up to no atmosphere for me, like in the filmmaking Um, or any, I I guess, yeah, if that applies to everything when I say the filmmaking, but like I thought, okay, a reference point as far as just trying to pick apart what, like, I don't know what, what my, what my biases are or what I like and don't like where I compared this to uh, Giallo is how you pronounce it. All the, all the Giallo films we watched were like, you know, the the story would just be all over the place. It'd be long, boring segments, you know, where we, we'd rag on it for that and not be into that for that. I'd be mad onto that and that. But like those movies, I guess, you know, it's like all of them, they've some kind of, they, they have atmosphere and that's why mm-hmm. they have their fans. And like, I am left with a, a cool aspect about those that I feel like I can take with me um, you know why? Why we're 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 doing the show? I'm left with something like, oh man, yeah, I'll never forget. Uh, what was the phenomenon? You know, just the feel of that movie, of that big ending yeah. with like the the freak face person, like all that stuff. 
like what works really does rise to the top in the end. Um, and then this one, it's just there. No zero. It's just, I don't just, there's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other ways I can put atmosphere like, and it's, it really is, I think mostly how it's shot and that perspective within, but I'm kind of just curious and befuddled as to, I don't know how a points of inspiration lead to something or don't lead to something. Yeah. I mean, when you're in a cave system, there was some, it just film, like visually there was such weirdness within that. Well, like, and that, that, is that, it dark or is it light in the cave? Right. Well, you know sorry, just I mean? to, just to kind of like, how I wanted to answer my own question was just to say, if I did have an answer for why no atmosphere, it's when the film and a filmmaker, as I already said, like there's no sense of that mystery, awe or wonder on their mm -hmm. part. It's just like, this is stuff that I'm disconnected to that I'm just filming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, to me, it feels like it's the issue of, uh, yeah, generic. There's another word. Cl not clinical uh what what do you what do you call it like a hospital is really um that's clinical <laughs> no there's another word like it's overly clean yeah it's yeah sterile yeah. mm-hmm yes, so yes, yes, yes 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 sterile aspect to this filmmaking yes exactly i hate that, that. yeah it's really not very pleasant <laughs> no you know because it's because it's it's actually not having an it's not even having an opinion about the shot or about yep. it's just sterile it's just like make it clean light it very evenly you know like that's my cave issue is like there's a whole section of the cave sequences oh where that went on so long really well the, the and ending I'm like, how the fuck is this cave lit so well <laughs> right you mean it's yes it's not lit good it is lit a lot <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's lit with zero style. It's lit to, so that we can see everything. Tim, that cave sequence, it was like, oh, it's the big final cave sequence. It like went on forever. Yeah, there were some cool moments in it, they but did, I was just like... They did the gag of, I'm trying to crawl through this space, and the monster's right behind me, and it's about to grab my foot, and then I get pulled at the last second. They did that like four times. <laughs> right? Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Why are you doing that get back that bit again? Right. Uh, yeah. Do I, something with it. Make it the, progress somehow. Like it, have it, the monster actually grab them one of the times. Like what the fuck are we doing? It was cracking me up though when the uh the father's like as the approach to kill the monster at one point was just to like completely beat one of the mirrors. I don't know. Right, but funny. then the mirror isn't glass when he's beating it. Like if you're hitting a fucking mirror with like it was it became like tin. The just, other the other mirrors the other mirrors start to break when he's doing that for some yeah, reason. Yeah, like what? What? Is going on? <laughs> so this is what I meant this like is like the no rules thing where it's just like yeah, whatever. This is why I meant questions in a bad way where like, yeah. yeah, that end mirror stuff at the end, I was like, wait, so is the little girl that they find is she, we learned that she is from the eighties. So is she just a regular ghost? I thought she was a mimic. Is she different from the mimic tiger man in the, the cave? Okay. What so was the there, one at the beginning? Like there is a scene, the scene where the mimic is explained by the like old towns lady, right? 
Do you remember this scene? <laughs> it's forgettable. But yes. it's when we get the flashback of the 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 local dude who becomes yes, the, yes. the entity, right? When she's explaining that, she says something to the effect of the little girl is sort of the beginning of of the mimic, right? Like it's like the the weak form of the mimic. And it needs your energy. The more you feed it, eventually you will open the door for the bigger entity to come out. But it's it's living in their house. How they're constantly feeding it. It stays a little girl. I know, I know. This is why it's a mess. But that's <laughs> what she says. Like she makes that point. She's like, okay, it's like you've let in the you've let in the I don't know. What's a good analogy for this? They may even have, have made one in the movie. Well, whatever. Like, so wait, just are there two mimics then? N- no. Well, from that dis- explanation in the movie, no. The little girl is like an extension of the mimic that's weak. But it's opening. It's like the more you give it, the more you feed it, then eventually the big, the actual bigger, like the 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 daddy mimic whatever can then come through because you've you fed like i don't know it's it's tentacle okay well this is what's a mess right because then later you're in the cave and the little girl seems to have autonomy from the big mimic and like has an opinion suddenly is afraid of it right like don't leave me here but is that all just part of the the entity's like manipulation Right. If that's true, we didn't get enough of a payoff to go, oh, shit. If we're supposed to make that assumption and that's what and that the mom has because she ultimately goes back down in the cave and presumably dies. OK, here's what it is. It's if all these the, like kind of like what you're saying, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to define it further. It's a ma- the the good the difference between like the good kind of confused because you said, what is going on? I'm like, I exclaimed that at the end of the wailing in a good way <laughs> right you right. know so i get the, that differentiation i keep trying to get at it's like yeah like you said it's the matter of the is the filmmaker what's there do do they at all have an opinion on it because i feel like yeah in the wailing we if, if we're wondering if this if this person is a ghost or not then the filmmaker is okay well that's something that the audience is thinking at any given point so the whole film has that is a through line that I every single scene has to reflect. Here it just feels like there's all these questions, but none of them are, are have any grounding in the film. That's, That's right. Okay. Cool. So the problem, I think what it really boils down to is the idea of and also's. So I think you've talked about this before. Well, there's another version of this in screenwriting that's called that's called um, and then and then. But this is this is, I guess this is kind of a similar thing. But I'm I'm kind of making this up as just and that term and terminology. And then is the good one, if I remember correctly. Uh, correct. Right? No, yeah. no. Um, no. And <laughs> then and then is the bad one. Um. The good one is like, uh, but I think, yes. So it's like this happens, but 
then this happens. Or isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's or something it's like both. That. I think it's like I think but you needed the context. You, you for don't when it works want it, it to doesn't. be this happened and then this happened and then this happened. That's bad. Mm-hmm. And in the same sense, sort of same similar sense. Uh, you don't want thematic questions or even just rules, things that exist in the movie that cause us to have questions. You don't want them to be like, it's a mimic and also it's a ghost and also it's a little girl and also it's the extension of the other one. And also it's like you're just down. It, then there's no definition. And it's also just, you'll go blind. And also it's a tiger. Exactly. And also the, they're in mirrors. Right. You're just throwing a bunch of things into the pot and saying, let, you know, let it figure itself out and it'll be cool. That's so bad. that's 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 again, if you can have all those and also if they're a part of a larger map where right. like, yeah, yeah. And then you're referencing that map as you're going through making the movie. Right. That makes sense. But, <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, like this is something you, you know, you come across a lot in the construction of story where, you know, this is not always true, but let's just take the most basic sort of rules. You have a protagonist. That protagonist has a problem. One problem. Everything around them should speak to that one problem and be variations or, you know, uh, reflections of that one problem. So, you know, I watched, I think it was a video essay about American beauty once. And actually it might've been Michael's. Did Michael do American beauty? (laughs) Yeah. It was one of his first ones. I think he's the one who's, who like hammers this point home in that. That's a lessons from the screenplay. Shout out. Right. We had him on, uh, for the episode for us and, um, (laughs) us meaning the name of the movie. (laughs) And, so I'm pretty sure it's him and, and you know, he's pulled, he's got a, 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 a grouping of books that talk about stuff like this. Go watch that. It's great. But he talks about the Kevin Spacey main character. You know, he, I forget exactly the, 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 the specifics, but he has a problem. And then every character in that movie is a version of who he wants to be or something to that effect, right? And so it's a reflection of him and his problems. So like the neighbor kid, he admires because he's cool. He's like somebody he wants to be in. He's like hip and whatever. But he, you know, he's dealing with his own mortality in that movie. And every character speaks to that in a different way around him. And that's important when you're creating character to have the other characters inform and create conflict, internal conflict with your main character. So like in this movie, the the main character's problem is she's still grieving over the loss of her son. Right? Everybody should ref, you know, relate and reflect that. But <laughs> the biggest one would be the antagonist, which is the entity, the monster. And as far as we know, that monster doesn't give a shit about her or her like why does it care we never know what that monster wants again well that can be a good thing though the mystery of the unknown what does the monster want that's why it's scary but it should at least have some sort of relation with her she should have something it wants or we should get the feeling of like 
How is it specifically oh, challenging her? Yeah, right. Why? Oh, she did a thing that provoked it, or she's she, because of her problem, well, she th- got into this, you know, fight. And there's an example of when I say middling, where it's like you can just have the fun creature feature aspect where it's just like the pure survival, just pitting sure. these people versus this giant alligator or this, this like, you know, killer is cool. But yeah. then this, this kind of movie, it feels like it's trying to get into all these specific character things, the arcs, the changes, blah, 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 you know, uh, where, yeah, it just was like she... an in-between where this felt like a movie where, yeah, you'd want it more in the direction of some kind of, yeah. How is this antagonist specific to her? Yeah. I mean, there's, her? There's sort of a really basic way of looking at character. You have your internal uh, conflict and you have your external conflict. And at a certain point, those two things should meet up with each other and like kind of crisscross or like have to do be facing each other in some way. Right. Do we ever get that? Like, do we ever see the fact that she's grieving for her lost son meet up with the that's the internal conflict that she has do we ever see that meet up with the external conflict which is the mimic i mean yeah i can't tell you anything about her character aside from she's tough i don't know yeah (laughs) sort of (laughs) right but like it doesn't do it in even in, in i mean it in the sense that she goes back into the cave to save the little girl but like it's not her son. You know what I mean? It's like what she should have done is had to fucking face the fact and come to terms with the fact that she cannot save that little girl. Right. Just like she couldn't save her fucking son. Right. That's what she has to overcome. That's character arc. Like she's come to that thing. And then she can make a decision based on that. But we have to see her come to that. Yeah. And we don't. And so we don't care. Like I don't care. That's- what she does, she goes, oh, she went back in the cave. whoop de fucking do Right. I <laughs> shared those like feelings. That, that, it's not like that fed the we there's no consequence to that either. Yeah. Like the monster got her? Okay. Why? <laughs> I don't even know what the monster fucking wants from her. That's what you started this whole section saying, right. I don't know what it wants from her. And I said that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily, itself. but in this context, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. it would it would maybe give me an uh, it would give me a feeling. Right. That would matter in the moment yeah, if yeah. I knew well, that. Well, I think to, to tie it back, it's just a that is a question that does not feel the film is addressing. Of right. like, yeah, yeah, why her? Um, I gotta say, like, so I mean, I, I so just want to say how it's like, uh, or just pin it on. Oh, it's just ripping off the whaling and it's ripping off Juwan. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't Ugh. necessarily like, I don't necessarily like to accuse that it's literally doing that, no. but what, what, what my point being, that doesn't matter whether it's doing it intentionally or not. All that it matters in my enjoyment of it is, is it feel derivative right now, right. you know, because I've seen it before. And yeah, like, you know, when it first started happening of the, the, um, the shamanic like dance, you know, exorcism dance that happened in this felt like straight out of the wailing. Um, but you know, at a way I first started liking it with the drums, pop, 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 pop. And you know, like all the, <laughs> you just don't remember that at all. <laughs> I do, but they, I'm, this is what, this is the flashback, right? I don't remember when it was, 
When um, he puts the little girl in a fucking pot yes, and puts a yes. rock on it? Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Let's get some payoff on that. That's <laughs> right. really fucked up. Well, anyway, what I'm saying is, um, yeah, it feels like that was just a, a specific example of it feeling like, okay, oh, he yeah. had seen the whaling. Um, but then it also just... Okay, spoiler, we keep talking about, I keep saying it, if you have not seen it, I'm going to spoil the ending. Um, please just see it. Skip of ahead the whaling. if you haven't. Yeah, of the whaling. Um, but, you know, that's a whole movie where we take two, like, over two hours to build to this payoff of seeing this, like, demon ghost man, regardless of if it's, like, the questions are still, like, is this real? Is she on hallucinogenics? Is it in her head? Or is it just real? All that stuff aside, it hits us in that unknown eerie factor of this visual of this demon ghost man. These demon ghosts in this movie felt like it just he saw that kind of demon ghost and was like, cool. What if we took that demon ghost because it's creepy looking and just combined it with a bunch of jump scares and action scenes of it running at us and like with loud music happening like I don't care. Like that's the, and I just wondered if like this, the kind of the, the other insidious movies, is it like a subgenre or style? I don't know what you call it, where it's like action horror, like conjuring movies where it's just the thing is the thing is just like, Hmm. it's a super bombastic, like quote unquote, scary i don't know it's not scary it's in it's just intense and loud oh my god this thing's running at you i just i just that's not for me i just don't care i just totally tune out i was thinking about that the other day i was reading i think i was reading some twitter stuff about you know horror films or whatever and all these people were saying how like you know, Insidious is their favorite. The Conjuring is their favorite. And, you know, they'd list a bunch of movies that they loved as their favorites. And they're these types of movies. And they are, and a lot of these people are saying they're so scary. They're the scariest movies for me. And so, good. That's cool that you like those. But what you're, I think, ultimately saying is I just like loud noises. I like the feeling of the jolt of Here, the, no. the jump scare loud noise sort of thing and that's what scares you the movie isn't actually like the story isn't what's scaring you no i think what it is and why i still will res- you know respect anyone's views of course is like if i can imagine being in that non you know judgmental state my kids self watching these movies like whatever it is in the conjuring insidious movie where you have this ghost look however you know this creepy demon ghost looks intensely chasing me through the halls or grabbing my shoulder all this action stuff if you are completely buying into the reality Mm -hmm. that is terrifying it's way more terrifying if all you're looking at it as oh the shining barely anything happens there is the one part with the you know the 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 the, the ghost woman coming at me from the bathtub it wasn't scary but compared to you know how you're viewing a conjuring insidious movie where it's like oh man it was just so scary because if you are taking everything as like real you know and not just like me where i'm completely out of the film right. then yeah i can't imagine these would be the most terrifying films <laughs> yeah. yeah i was reading a forum where a bunch of people were saying yeah i just watched midsummer 
pretty slow, kind of boring, not a whole lot going on, like a couple creepy moments, but like generally just was bored. And I'm like, I I just think about that movie like every day. (laughs) Right. And so it's just a totally different way of how, like what you are seeking when you're watching a horror film. Like if you're like for us, we're seeking something that gets under our skin and makes us think and like has connection to our lives or like things that matter to us or whatever. And that that's where the fear comes from potentially, or at at the very least we can get into that and go, Ooh, that's exciting for us. Right. For me, it's it's, look, they're not looking for that. It comes down more just to like, am I buying into the reality of it? You know? Right. At all. And that just comes down to kind of the the filmmaking sensibilities for me, the acting style, whatever. But that also makes me think about this other kind of way of looking at film, which is, hey, I've got an idea for a movie. It's The Wailing Meets Juan. And that, I think, personally, typically is a very bad way, like place to start. Like, don't, I think that you shouldn't use that construct. I think it's- it's it's they, treacherous territory. The concepts in themselves have to be broad enough. Like you can do, you know, it's 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 not a killer robot movie. It's not a killer shark movie. It's a killer robot shark movie, you know, and that works. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you can't do these two that are just, I don't know, either too, just kind of too, I don't know, have too much depth to them, like, like or too well, different, right, I don't know. You're comparing apples and oranges, like, and saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna combine them. We're gonna make a right. Well, uh, this, we're gonna make a orange apple." This was uh, the, what happens if we take the whaling, combine it with Juwan, and then this uh, folk tale, this story of this tiger demon, right. Right. And then do all three of those. Um, yeah, which I it to becomes say, a fucking mess, right? Which <laughs> I wanted to say too, like just coming off of you know the whole ripoff thing but doesn't matter if it's literally a ripoff or enough or not like in the end too there's the the juan thing of the different voice coming from the body it's like yeah i'm a sucker for it um but it's i was you know ultimately distracted by it in this movie too because i'd rather if you're gonna if you're gonna strive to use elements or to like uh you know take an a a, of of famous movie and you want to do something that's in that same vein, then pay homage to the movie in a certain way rather than trying to make your version of it. You know, because I think you just get down this rabbit hole of like, it's just it's just a mess. It's, it's like, weird on some like, obviously, I guess discernible level, but like I wouldn't even know exactly how I'm doing it. It feels like, yeah, like you said, you you feel the difference between if it's a sort of I'm wearing it on my sleeve, you know, homage, I love it and I'm not hiding it that I'm taking it from this versus a kind of, uh, oh, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to do this, too. And hope. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it, right. it, 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 it'll be scary. It'll be scary. People. Won't know. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's something. Well, I mean, in, yeah, it's in a way like like we saw with Cherry Falls. Right. It's like, hey, let's make another scream slasher it's like that's not enough right so what what are you bringing to the table you can't just (laughs) cherry pick 
like Cherry Falls. You can't just grab things that you like and throw them in the pot. Like you have to like give it a reason. And and like I felt like this movie wanted to. You know, it's taking that folklore thing. But it I think it got muddled down by trying to be like other movies. That's all it is. It feels like it's a, sh- a shell of a movie to me, this kind yeah. of style. And, Don't and do same, that. <laughs> same with Make your own movie. Same with his other movie. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you got to mine. That's <laughs> what it feels mine like. It, mine it differently. For it feels wh- like wh- somebody who's not mining it. Yeah. They're just Find... surface. Well, I think we said exactly the same thing about hide and seek. It just felt like right on the surface. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's why I'm saying... No sense of all those things that I think are very important. Mystery, awe, wonder, unknown. Yeah. Movies should be representative, have that imbued in them. In the and, and if you have a main character protagonist, get in their head. Yeah. Let's see, let's see them, flesh them out, make them dimensional, have the people around them inform their dimensionality. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on? Sure. All right. All right. Here we go. Things of note. Things of note! (laughs) This should be interesting. I mean, I feel I always said is, I don't know, are only things I had. It's the same director and... um, Anything, I mean, yeah, I wanted to talk about the legend, but you kind of, was there anything else about it, what this was based on, you have? No. <laughs> um, I don't know. It doesn't even, I don't, it doesn't seem to be doing well. It doesn't seem to be, like the as legend? a movie. Oh. No, no, <laughs> as a movie, like it, I tried to see if people were into it and there's just not a lot out there. No, I've, there are a couple of reviews. People are, I mean, people are into it. I found some good reviews that led me to wanting to put it on the list. Um, put it in our hat. Um, yeah. Something else about the uh, the urban legend of the Jansan Jansan tiger. It can uh, not does it not only does it imitate or mimic sounds of people, but it says it will imitate the sounds of running water for thirsty what? travelers. <laughs> where's that in this movie <laughs> right and this Hell is yeah. just just to reference where i read this because i like to reference um can find it this was at the website wattpad.com i think like a like a blog website and this was uh entry korean urban legends by user lucille underscore reaper you can read about the jung san tiger or just hmm. google it this will be one of the first things to come up like That's i did cool. Um, cool. All right. Well, should we just finish this up then? Move on to if we yeah, have any recommendations. I don't, I don't really have anything else. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, do you have anything to recommend Ed then? Yeah, I started a show. Actually, my my parents told me to check this show out, which is kind of funny. Um, and I watched the first episode. I think I watched the first two episodes. It's called the Kettering Incident. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a British show. It takes place in Tasmania, though, so I, it's both. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a BBC show that was produced and filmed in Tasmania largely. 
Um, but it's kind of got it all. <laughs> I don't even know how to get into it. It's, it will see how it pans out. My parents seem to think it's quite good, but it's maybe it's aliens and maybe it's supernatural and maybe she's crazy and maybe the town's crazy and maybe nobody's crazy. Maybe it's just this weird obelisk that has some sort of supernatural power, whatever, but it's eerie, which I love. Has atmosphere, huh? Has great atmosphere. The lead is this woman, Elizabeth. How do you say her last name? Let me see. Uh, her last name is Debicki. Debicki. Elizabeth Debicki. Um, I was like, I know I've seen her somewhere. She was. She, she was. She's been in a bunch of shit, but she was in Guardians of the Galaxy two as like the main bad guy. Um, of the gold, the people who are all painted gold. She's like the queen of, of that race. And she's really good in that movie. She's just, she's just super interesting. She's like really tall and kind of, she's just interesting looking. I, and, and she's quite compelling. So she's the lead. She's great. Um, it's eerie. I just, yeah, it's cool. So I'm, I'm into it. I'm going to, you know, keep watching and see What's how it, called? it goes. The Kettering incident. With a K, Ket, Ket. Yep. Kettering. Kettering, yeah. Yeah, that would be settering. Okay, with a C. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, back on the air right now, Tim, meaning streaming on Shutter starting last Friday, is uh, Joe Bob's back for season two, going oh through however many movies they're going through. They do two every Friday. It's been fun. So I saw via that for the first time the film Blood Sucking Freaks. Ooh. Have you seen that film, Tim? I have not. I've just heard about it. I would love to cover it on the show because it was difficult to talk about. I don't... Okay, this is. I have to recommend it to horror fans because this movie was so depraved. Like, I felt... it's. I think it's the most, like, sick, depraved movie I've ever seen. Like, just Whoa. what the context of it. What's going on? Um, it's the, the synopsis on Letterboxd is Sardu, master of the theater of the macabre and his assistant Ralphus run a show in which under the guise of magic, they torture and murder people in front of their audience. But what the punters see as a trick is actually real. Um, I have seen this. (laughs) It's kind of got, it's kind of this like cruddy seventies feel to it all. Like kind of like, you know, like blood sucking freaks, very, uh, or sorry, like, um, 2000 maniacs, very, um, uh, slapdash you know style to it um but the performances are actually great for whatever it's worth but anyway it's so like i felt i I felt during it like why am i watching this is so sick this is so (laughs) depraved and i sort of went through this mental loop thing of like why am i watching this i'm not into this is sick i don't want to watch it but then i'm like no right this is why you like horror movies because you're looking at something you aren't supposed to and you just haven't felt this one hasn't affected you in like you know like this in so so long right so like it's hokey, it's 70s, low budget, but just for the content, if you're a horror fan, I feel like you should just, it's this one you should just see. <laughs> cool. Blood, blood sucking freaks. Nice. All right. So Tim, hat time. Figure out next week's. Oh, okay. Is this your poll? I think I'll tell you stop, yeah. Okay, ready? Stop.
Thank you for holding that up. <laughs> all right, from 1973, I've Cannibal Girls. Oh, all right. I think it's actually like a horror comedy. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I believe. Great title. Am I am I correct in this? I'll, we'll have to look, but I think that isn't it like um, an Ivan Reitman movie. Yes, or, okay. yes. Ivan Reitman and um, Cronenberg. I think. Cronen- Oh, yeah, they did work with each other a they bit. They worked with each other in Canada, and I yeah. think that this was one of the movies that either got them... I like, don't know. 73 is pre- pretty early, and I know I think, Reitman... I think it's the movie that Cronenberg heard about that got him to meet Ivan Reitman. It's something like that. Let's let's figure it out in time yeah. for things, things of note. Cool. cool. I definitely put that in the hat. <laughs> awesome. I, I feel like... I, I thought I did just because of the title. I'm like, oh yeah, Cannibal oh maybe I I learned about it and made sure it was on our list and it already was. Maybe that's what <laughs> great. It was. I like the the same page ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> great, awesome, cool, awesome. This was it for episode ninety and the mimic. Our big ask, if you enjoy the show, is to please tell a like minded horror movie bud that uh, we're here for them as we are here for you. So that 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 be it, I think, Tim. You clo- said avoid to this, right? No, I said no, I said it squeaks by with a stream. Oh, it does. Okay. Wow. Because Woo, just because by. I know if I told myself oh, I right, would, right, right, right. I yeah. wouldn't listen to myself. <laughs> I'd want to tell myself to avoid it, but Amazing. I know I wouldn't. I'd say, but I know you, Ryan. So cool. stream it because I know you're going to because of all the good things I said about it. Right. <laughs> amazing (laughs) that's what i said thanks for being there with us as i said that and for being with us here now as i say in closing yes thanks for listening and we will see you next time goodbye